Thank you. That is like sweet and candy and. Okay, so there's this aroma. It just reminds me of ceramic class. I think it's like limonene and hand syrup that yeah. we used. Yeah, like me, right me personally, I would have bought this stuff. It's literally like unsellable. Yeah. It's like uh, heartbreaking. You know, but That's like, terrible. Yeah, it's baffling because it doesn't match normal patterns of consumer behavior with alcohol at all. Because, you know, nobody, like very few people that drink alcohol drink Everclear. You know, people like stuff that tastes good with alcohol. You know, nobody buys alcohol based on potency, really. And if they do, boy, they're doing it wrong. Like, yeah, exactly. They're yeah. like they're they're seventeen year olds, or or they're or like homeless homeless drunks, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, but uh, but that's about it. So, Tommy, Gabe, how long have you been consuming cannabis for? Um, most of the majority of my life. Since yeah. I was about 15, I'm 37. Right on, right on. Yeah. Started at about 12. I turned yeah. 37 in December. Huh. So yeah, about similar. The whole time. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, and I never looked back after I started. Remember, the first time I got arrested was when I was 16, and that's the day I became an activist. I argued with the cop why marijuana should be legal for... About two hours till my mom picked me up. Oh, yeah. Can we change your song? <laughs> we always we have change song. <laughs> Everybody gets along here except when it comes to DJ selection. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for all the tour of the farm and the processing and uh, letting me hang out with your trimmers. Oh, it's yeah. Cool. And now. Uh, of course, this is the best part, right? This is the part that really does matter. And so we're smoking on some blue Hawaiian, which is actually last year's crop, right? It's last year's, yeah. But and it's it's been slow carrying this whole time, so. Yeah, which is yeah. a good thing. There's there's really some people out there like, oh my God, last year's weed. And it's like, until the day it was harvested was put on labels, you never knew where that came from, when it came from, when it was harvested. And you were probably enjoying a lot of like three-year-old weed. Well, you know, it's all about storage, right? Uh, so we have it stored in a climate-controlled environment, uh, out of the light, um, in uh, food-grade containers with no off-gassing. So, uh, yeah, if anything, I would argue the quality is just going to get better that way. Uh, and mm. obviously, people like the idea of fresh, <coughs> but if you get something as soon as it comes off the plant, it's not going to be great. It's got to go through this curing process, lose its chlorophyll. So, I mean, there is there is a value in waiting. The resins cure and become more yeah. complex. They mature. Just like anything else that people enjoy. Cheese, wine, old drive steaks. Right, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Everything gets... Dude, that's so robust, right? There's so much flavorful. Fairly certain karyophylline is the terp that's making my nose tickle. And there's a lot of it way up high. <clears throat> and down low, floral as can be, nice and almost like on the edge of an incense-y perfume. I like that. Yeah, I really love the uh, floral strains uh, above all else. Yeah. And stuff with those, nice bouquet. Do you have like an all-time favorite, favorite strain? Uh, or yeah, 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 you know, the, the best, the best, I mean, it, it's hard to say because obviously... Um, you know, the quality is going to vary strain to strain. The best experience I had, maybe that's a better way to put it, the best experience with the single best grown pot I ever smoked 
was uh, Blackberry OG. Nice. And it, it, that one had a very great uh, palette. Uh, now that we're smoking it, it's getting a little more turpy. You got yeah. it's, it's even even more flavorful. A little bit of that. Uh, uh, there, there's a, a touch, tiny little bit of cheese. Just a tiny little bit of cheese on that, on the on the aroma, and it's like almost a creaminess in the finish. But to me, as as a consumer, you know that's what I look for, and it's hard to it's hard with a five hundred two packaging because you really can't smell products, and they have the sniff jar. But to me, <coughs> a few days after that's there, <coughs> that's useless. To me, it, it, it's almost <coughs> we've been asked for plenty of sniff jars before, but to me, it's almost negative marketing because it's going to lose its smell. Then people are going to try. Oh, they got a sniff jar. Oh, it doesn't smell like anything. Yeah, it doesn't smell like anything. No one's going to buy that weed. Well, the reason that it's smelling anything is because the retailer never said, hey, I need a new sniff jar when it stopped smelling like anything. Yeah. Yeah, just a dap tool. (laughs) Uh, Looks like that's been through the ringer. Uh, (laughs) It was made that way. Oh, it was. It was uh, was like a uh, stainless drip art for some guy. But yeah, it has been through a ringer. It's been around this country, (laughs) dabbing people out. Um, Really heady. On the uh, the blue Hawaiian, kind of nice, spinny, fun, almost champagne kind of feel. That's really good. That's some party weed right there. Joints of that, everybody be happy and uplifted. I can't imagine uh, not wanting some of that weed. Yeah, well, that's what it's all about. Hell yeah! Now I know that <coughs> we one's on the way. <laughs> Mostly, it's it's vape stuff. So CO two is how you guys process for concentrates for vapes, right? Yeah. yeah Tell me a little right. bit about that that full-spectrum CO2. How's it go? Well, uh, the reason we went with, you know, CHO, uh, I'm sorry, CHO, CO2 versus, uh, you know, BHO or ethanol or some of the uh, RSO or some of the other uh, hydrocarbon-based um, uh, extractions is uh, I think that, A, we get a cleaner cut, and, B, it's a little more, um, like you said, it's got uh, a full, a wider range, a full spectrum of the of the natural components of the botanical oil. Um, so I mean, I think there's, uh, you know, value and certainly in the on the pharmaceutical side of being able to isolate out just your THCs um, and uh, cannabinoids, but. Uh, you know, I don't think the science is there to show there's more efficacy to doing that versus the experience somebody gets from a full-spectrum, all-natural botanical oil. And that's what's great about CO2. It doesn't leave any chemical footprint. Uh, you get that full spectrum of cannabinoids and terpenes and flavonoids. And then from there, uh, we could take it and become a little more selective or scientific with it as we need to. And uh, we like these terpenes and... Uh, or uh, we want to send some of it for distillation, you know, we could, that at least gives us an option and gives us, you know, that full character of the flower to work with. Yes, and that's a big difference in you making a botanic concentrate product, like a botanic oil, as opposed to, hey, let's extract all the THC we can. And that's a very different preposition. You're setting out to a different goal. And, and the other, I, I totally agree with that. And the other thing I see all the time too, with uh, what a lot of other companies do, uh, is they're doing some kind of hydrocarbon-based high-throughput extraction, uh, where yeah, they'll yield great and it'll be more 
cost effective for them, but they're gonna either degrade out or <laughs> or pull out or destroy in some way all their terpenes. Um, and then what well, they'll do, then maybe they'll make a distillate. And so many people, you know, are sourcing over-the-counter terpenes from fruits and vegetables, and it's just not the same thing. And you know, you can't synthesize the the all-natural plant characteristics and the true experience of that full spectrum. There's just not enough uh, science behind it yet. Maybe someday, and even then, <coughs> I would be skeptical. Even even the best scientists in the world right now, there's just not enough data on all the constituents of cannabis uh, that you would be able to replicate that with, you know, um, constituents uh, over the counter from fruits and vegetables. I mean, that, and that's probably... For us, the biggest difference in the experience, I mean, these are the terpenes that come from the flowers that we grow. Yeah. yeah. This is real yeah. cannabis-derived terpenes. And I agree on the point of non-cannabis terps in cannabis. Yeah. It's uh, it's allowed in a lot of ways. There's a lot of things that can be done to allow that. And there is not a clear understanding of if we're, that's even safe. Like, is it safe to, like, vape grapefruit? derived terps that taste like grapefruit that came from grapefruits that were co2 washed it's a fair question is it like probably but it's a fair question probably yeah (laughs) but is it and i dab them all the time and vape you know i'm always i i know because the industry is full of that so um but for a product that is um just straightforward you know what I mean? You're not going for gimmicky stuff. It's straightforward. It's the plant. It's the product. It's what comes out done well, caringly. Well, well, the thing is, in my opinion, and what makes cannabis so special, you don't need some kind of uh, outsourced or artificial flavors. It's got one of the most magical all-natural bouquets to begin with. Uh, so so the, complex. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. There's so much to the palate of each strain. And... Each strain has its own unique, beautiful bouquet. Uh, it's crazy to just, like, you know, that somebody would go and source, like, artificial strawberry or grape flavor for their vape cart when they have, you know, the option of using one of the most, you know, unique natural flavor profiles you could possibly find. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that that's more the consumer base even being trained that that's what they're supposed to sure. go and look for instead of an actual cannabis flavored product, you know, that, that tastes like cannabis that's from cannabis. Well, it definitely seems like uh, consumers are getting a lot more savvy and, you know, I think, you know, social media influencers <laughs> like you, Michael, because I know that you guys are a big part of educating the marketplace about, you know, the the true uh, definers of quality in this industry because so many people are just trained to think, oh, whatever has the most THC is the best product. You know, that's the opposite of how I look at it as a consumer. And yep. in fact, you know, you think about any any single, uh, you know, substance or, uh, or product, right? There's only, it only has 100% room, right? Right, so exactly. If you, so with, with uh, cannabis extracts, if you have 99% uh, THC, you might have 1% flavor, if that, right? Yeah. So, Really, flavor and potency move in the opposite directions. Hey, what's up? Hey, guys. How's it going? Give me a third chair up this table. Good news. Well, we were just talking about uh, 
They, had, they uh, haven't seen a 20 at Good Buds in the new testing and anything that's come in. Oh, cool. That's He's cool. like, yeah. we're having a problem educating the clients. I was like, but everyone's coming in under 20? He's like, yeah, everyone's coming in under 20, which is oh. causing an issue. I was like, but that's so good. I was finally, like, you don't understand how happy I am. Finally, yeah, yeah, we're really happy to be seeing low potency, and that might sound counterintuitive to consumers, but the reality is, you know, these labs in this marketplace have been artificially inflating potencies, um, and and this idea that potency is the ultimate uh, the ultimate signifier of value and quality. When, and yeah. That couldn't be further from the truth. That's literally the conversation we're having right now. Is that, oh, that that's I mean, we I would rather see I would honestly rather see terp profiles than ever seeing. Um, the tea, the cannabinoids. Yeah, completely agreed. Um, which one of these is generally more flavorful and more enjoyable? The highest number we've ever gotten off of a cartridge is that one on a terpene profile. Well, well I know that we seem that like said, a like that a big jelly beans delicious. Yeah, I know we seem like a big happy family here, but I was going to say this might be where a little discord and disagreement enters, <laughs> yes. enters the equation because. Yeah, I know. I know. Troy loves this dirty girl, but I, I'm like a huge fan of the jelly beans. So, <laughs> so I tell you what, I want to save the dirty girl for All pictures. Right. Snap it, take pictures because it's one of my favorite strains too. And I'm going to do like the full cool. robust right. review on that. Break that this out, take some, enjoy it now on cam. Cool. Uh, okay. cool. Let me grab some pictures real quick of it. You guys, great snap. It's like that's people that's what be, it should be. <laughs> people shouldn't be going to labs. Because they give you the best numbers. That's not the point. They, you should pick a lot based on its proximity to you and your convenient logistics or and or the best price. Yeah. Right. I mean, Turn around. Well, yeah. Because you shouldn't even have to worry about efficacy. Turn around. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Efficacy that, shouldn't yeah. even, you shouldn't, as, a, as you, as we a shouldn't have to consider it. Processor shouldn't even be on the market. Like 100% similarity in process, 100% similarity in capability, yeah. result, methodology. It shouldn't be a fucking variable. Yeah. Your sales factors makes me angry that it is. And that's where uh, you hit the nail in the head earlier. Hi. Take care, guys. Not having any testing standards, no you know, is is insane. Of course, of course, you're gonna have this like potency mill uh, with all these labs if you know if they don't have to adhere to any kind of standards. There's no reason for them yeah. to. They they're gonna jump in the. Pay to play game, yeah. and and you know. Oh, well, yeah. well, people I failed don't want to test with me for some reason. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that inherently. When the the market was made just for that purpose, that, you know what I mean. The only reason there's not rules over the testing labs and the ones that do exist are complete garbage is because that's what the LCB wanted them to be. Yes, that's it. That's no, the you. only fucking reason because they have pure control over the rules. Yeah. That's it. You're absolutely right. Um, not that I, I, you know, I, you're the LCBs, good guys in general. They're good people who are on the whole. Yeah. Oh. Out for we, the benefit of the most people. You know, I've heard some yeah. horror. I've heard some horror stories from other people, but we've only had great experiences here with the LCB. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I think back to when we were our first year. We were waiting to get our license. We got our approval. It's taking way longer than I thought it would, and you know, I had to get plants in, or we we're going to miss the season. So, you know, called the guy from licensing at the LCB and told him the situation, and uh, he had our license to us by the end of the day. 
It's just very like, cool. Yeah, it's just like you know, part of the rad season got us licensed, or we would have you know missed our first season. So <coughs> yeah, I definitely appreciate the the everyone on an individual basis I've worked with there. I've never had any problems personally. Uh, I do think that there are problems with some of the regulations, which you know at this point is up to the legislature to fix. Man, is there any way we can make an aftermarket upgrade and get a <laughs> yeah. variable airflow cap? Or do they not fit on the bottoms? Because this is a non-variable it cap. It doesn't have the variable on it. Oh, is it, uh, it's the wrong size yeah. plug. It's just, it's this it was before we, did, we got the variables. Uh, that won't, won't yeah, fit. that variable okay, cap doesn't go on. on right on. Well, then the, the dirty girl yeah. is we'll what I'll do. The, and then okay. we'll, we'll smoke the dirty girl now because I totally want to put it up against this. Okay. Which is the Kung Fu Vapes cart. Kung Fu Vapes uh, has the uh, 22nd little warmer on there. And if you want to go, that is actually grapefruit distillate. <laughs> like we were talking right. about. There you go. <laughs> A good callback. Yeah. <laughs> You don't have to pull too hard through. So you got one? Yeah, there you go. So this, I, I mean, I, I firmly believe that you guys are the competition, indirectly competition, yeah, with that cart. Their variable airflow, I think, I prefer yours because yours has a lock on it. Mm -hmm. And you can't overturn it. I always overturn that shit, and I'll find myself like having to flip a light on, and like, me, what am I doing to line it up just right? This... Is slightly better in my opinion. So they are. How are they getting that grapefruit? I believe they're putting grapefruits in a fucking tube yeah. and blasting those grapefruits. That's good. No, I'm we, we've, done, sure. we've, we've, done we've done that with that. that fruits before. Yeah. Gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm fairly good. certain they're just pulling. That's grapefruit. what it tastes like. That is, uh, that is th. No, that is the. Um, I like it. Fuck, what is it? It is the uh, the THC brand, and it's just like. Distillate. Well, distillate brand distillate. I believe it is Northwest Cannabis Solutions. Okay. Um, is this Kung Fu Vapes? Is that it? is a Kung Fu Vapes cart and yeah. Kung Fu 3.0. The cart is from Green to Go, but that is, um, that's like their branded cart. Um, in my opinion, as far as functionality yeah. and being able to like slam through like and just vape off it. I don't know if I've told you guys this, but like your the first cart that I ever had though is the Altanova cart, the Chong's Choice cart. I refilled that five times, and that fifth time I was like, fuck this, I'm breaking this, and that's the only reason I got through to the bottom of it. Like, I was like, <sighs> taking it off, and I made the battery just tear through that shit, just, and then finally it died with, like, the last little tiny zeroth of, a, of like, shitty right old rosin or uh, <laughs> RSO that I had thrown in there. Plus, I was throwing, like, dirty RSO in there to yeah. just try and get it. Trying to really, I'm like, I was Put the third fill. The I was surprised. Oh yeah, the uh, hydro as I love the top airflow. Mm, oh, top airflow is fantastic. This one's nice too. Uh, and uh, if Kung Fu Vapes is listening, you guys did a really good job. Nice product. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So yeah. I'm gonna respect. And they're, they're the warmer is my favorite part. And they even like they do stick batteries, brand yeah. stick batteries, and it's got a 20 second preheat. Yeah. So That's it does nice. like I think it's like yeah. half 
temperature. Which yeah, is that's a, that's a nice the yeah. So this that's is the nice Dirty Girl Sativa clocked at total 70% cannabinoids. So it concentrates, caveat mTOR, it concentrates, I trust the fuck out of those numbers. It's hard to Isn't fuck that those weird? up. Isn't that weird? Hard to be wrong. Hard to be wrong on a concentrate. It's homogenized. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I mean, yeah. I, there's all the reasons why you can't test flour are gone. You yep. know, or test flour accurately. Who the hell are you? You just showed up. Oh. Tell them. <laughs> um, hi, my name's Troy. I am the grower and the hash master here at Altanova PDT. By hash master, he means he went and grabbed us some carts <laughs> <laughs> from the store. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I didn't actually realize we were running the whole time. Well, uh, you know, Troy and our, our team of lab have been, you know, literally... At it for years. Oh my god, that jelly bean. Yeah, working uh, really <laughs> I don't hard. care. The jelly bean. No. Yeah. <laughs> dirty girl, whichever it is. Oh my god, it's the dirty girl. Okay, the flavor on this is crazy. I do care. See? I was just heat teasing. It's I was like in the moment there. It's nice. It's overwhelming. It's nice. You guys have been working together. But no, it's 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 the it's the types of hours and literally years we've put into developing this product, making sure that we could retain that full character of the flower with, you know, the all-natural terpene profile like we've been talking about. So beautiful. So delicious. An- <coughs> another b- way that your cart is better, in my opinion, <coughs> is the larger chamber. This claims closed a lot. Yours does not. Um, oh, that's... Well, it's it, so delightful. It, it's got that that crispy kind of like... I don't know how... It's, like, it's almost like plant... Candy flavor on the outside, like yeah. Whereas, like, I like the grapefruit of this one, but but it it tastes natural. But it's it's you know it's different than it's not the same as like just having yeah, like you said, getting this candy, these sweet flavors in the natural cannabis uh, profile. You know, that's just like a special experience that you're tasting this uh, amazing flavor, and this is what came naturally from the plant. That's the key. That's whole plant. Whole plant excellent. That's exactly oh my gosh. what it is. It's got me coughing, got my glasses fogged up. I love yep, it. It's the right mm. thing. Mm. Yeah. It's so good. The uh the dank right down the center. You know, it's like this little slice of dank that hits the middle of my palate. I love that. Um, and you're right. That is such a more fulfilling and happy experience to have a full plant flavored vape. And similarly, with your well cured, delicious, you know, flower, it's it's just so much more of a, a fun experience. People are always like, "Where is that good weed, man? How come I can't find that shit that's like sticky?" And she, well, first of all, you know. Testing levels, so you got to dry the dry the dry, yeah. so that you can get your extra one point one percent of THC if you do it just right. Yeah, and then everybody's trying to sell the weed three weeks after they fucking pull, pulled it off the, the stock, and it's like, dude, where's the cure? Bright when does green, that happen? Lemon green. Every the market wants that right now, which I understand, um, but this <coughs> is not. Retailers are telling the market it wants that. Yes, hundred percent of the place. I put one hundred percent of the blame for all the bad sales tactics and all the bad consumer knowledge. 100% on retailers because every single one of them has the opportunity to do what many of them are doing. And they're like, hey, cool, I can get you the highest THC. However, I've got products you'll like more. And to me, to me, I just feel like, you know, we go through all these, like, complex maneuvers and huge efforts 
in order to achieve minimalism, if that makes sense, of just being able to communicate just that true true uh, nature of the flower and be able to keep that message intact of you know what the flower has to uh, speak to us in terms of its uh, flavors and natural aromas that you know is just part of the experience it is and you guys take that all the way through and do the extra work that's required to be pesticide free too of course you guys grow completely pesticide free thank you (laughs) yeah of course um, that that's obviously not an always an easy choice to make, right? No, you guys well, got to work I, a little harder. It's a it's an easy choice for us, uh, both because you know it's the right thing to do and it's illegal. So, um, I mean, you know, it's luckily, luckily they've you know developed a system here and in other legal cannabis markets where they are cracking down on the pesticides and they are ensuring that consumers are safe, um, which is so important, not just for the health of consumers in general, which, you know, is important, but also we can't be making anybody sick in the marijuana industry. We got to do, we got to, you know, do twice as much work as any other industry in order just to have basic operations and be in business. Because while we call this recreational cannabis, almost everybody who's smoking weed is doing it medicinally. Almost everybody who's smoking, all all cannabis consumption is medicinal in nature, whether they know it or not, but... You know, it's a funny thing because I thought, I noticed, like, to me, uh, back in medical, and I worked in the medical market too, I felt like there was maybe more people, like, younger, 20-something males using it recreationally, and then... Rec, rec started. I saw all these like forty-year-olds standing in line in Seattle, yeah. down the block. I'm just like, oh, now, like now, it's more people are using it medicinally now. Yeah. It seems in recreational. But. Well, now I will say this: those twenty-something guys who are using it, what it may appear to be recreationally, is also. I mean, as as a parent of a twenty-year-old and interacting with lots of those like. 21 to 26 year old that's true and that's people so, and that's so true you know you know the reality is that uh you know there's so many different um you know types of you know natural uh problems people or health problems people have that people find uh you know can relief with cannabis and uh it's just insanity that you know it doesn't have you know any ne- negative side effects there's none um, so, eh, I mean, your throat gets harshed out a little bit if you overdo, but if you're overdoing, then you're overdoing. I mean, the fact you could, yeah, exactly. the fact it's easier to overdose I mean, from uh, water. Yeah. It's easier to overdose on water. Well, that's where the moderation often yeah. gets confused because, yeah. okay, you smoke a couple joints, how is that moderation? Well, in the relative scheme of things, my, um level lethal level i'm i'm moderating <laughs> my i am i'm moderating my my yeah. medicine intake is very moderate in relation to then, the lethal dose level which is how most pharmaceuticals work and it really right. is it really and is. that's how chemicals work physiologically yeah. because think body. about it if you just take that idea so for anybody who hasn't ideified that you can take a handful of pills in many cases and die you can eat a fucking warehouse full of pot or try to go through smoking 150 pounds of it and perhaps you might die. Like, perhaps. perhaps. But nobody in history has them. Nobody in history has them. So... 
That's true. So, That's true. There was recently like a, a pair of doctors. Like a bell, a, that much about a bell will fall on you and crush you or something. <laughs> so like right now in the news, though, there is yeah. uh, supposedly a baby died from consumption no, that was, of cannabis. I think that was a, like a hoax or something. Well, like what, it, what it really was is, they, I mean, the, a medical journal, a journal actually yeah. published that information. But what it was is they published it with a caveat emptor of there's no outside confirmation of this and they retained no uh, biological material for further analysis. Couldn't be peer-reviewed. So, right. Completely untraceable. And as soon as they were done testing, they threw out all of the biological material with which to test. So they could have a personalized agenda. They could be wrong. They could have been they made a mistake. Somebody put a period in the wrong spot. Who knows? Gas chromatography yeah. machine might not have been calibrated that week. And, um, and then even then even <coughs> that, even if like you know, this one one in billions of yeah, people one in seven billion. is, like, That's is okay. like, uh, allergic to it or whatever. You know, um, I haven't seen anybody going to jail for buying or selling peanuts right. or cinnamon. No. Or yeah. gluten or yeah. Um, yeah. bees. We're not persecuting bees. We need, well, we are actually, sadly. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, <laughs> we are, but we're not. Not intentionally. That's just a byproduct of our assholery. We're not acknowledging yeah. it, but it occurs yeah. nonetheless. Indeed. Would anybody like a dab? We have got some, interestingly enough, some tr- some uh, peak supply concentrates. Oh, nice. Absolutely. So these were done by Weed Bunny, and this one is pretty damn special. I It smells really great, and it's tasty. And, uh, yeah, we know. Uh, peak grows some fire. Yeah, they definitely do. They, they got the fire on lockdown. Uh, that, uh, that God's gift of theirs is really fucking special. Yeah. It's Ooh, got my nice crazy, crazy nice profile. Bouquet. Yeah. Yeah, that medical thing. Um, medical, yeah, medicine. It's such a big thing, especially with the opiate oh, crisis man. that's well, occurring it's, it's, now. It's an outrage. It really, I mean, at this point, it's just an outrage and a national disgrace. And I would say, you know, the opiate crisis now is just what we're calling it. it is we're, it's a pharmaceutical a problem. problem. It's a pharmaceutical That's what it is. It's a pharmaceutical. Yes, agreed. Rip Lil Pete. system. Not crisis. Lil Pete. Not Lil Pete. Not Lil Pete. <laughs> Uh, I would probably go for it right about now. Yeah, Lil Peep is a uh, promethazone and uh, other intense drug-using uh, rapper. Go for it. Give it a pull. Exhale. You're gonna... it's got, ooh, that's got a nice smell to it. Yeah. The, fact that, the fact that cannabis is still a Schedule 1 and uh, opiates are killing people. Prescription opiates are killing people every day. It's a national disgrace. That's all. That's the thing, yeah. And I mean, it's it's literally, we're murdering people for the profit of others. Like, we're allowing some people to kill other people for dollars. So this is where I can not get. Not unintentionally, absolutely intentionally, that's, that's and, happening and because. And of course, cannabis helps people with opiate withdrawal. But they can't have it in a lot of the states where they have these problems. But what if those, they became drug users? Yeah. Okay, guys, so this is where I can share a little bit of my own story um medically like you kind of referred to there michael um every a lot of people have a reason even if they don't share it yes um i've got an absolute medical reason which i will uh give yourself about yeah she's still a little warm. 15 20 seconds in there yeah i got a lot of medical reasons for it <laughs> um i'll carry on after this hit in just a moment What do you think of that dab? It's nice. Yeah. It's good. Nice limonene profile to it, which is strange because it doesn't look like it would 
smell and taste like sauce. It's really weird. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just you know, I love these. Uh, I love the outdoor flowers when they're grown right, of course. Uh, clean, nice and clean. And uh, deep turp profiles that, develop. That's mm. what it is. You, we, the, our turp ceiling is so high. That's what all consumers are missing out on. I used to be guilty of this. I used to go into the store and buy the more expensive indoor because of uh, perceived value. I thought it was better. So I didn't understand. I was naive. Nice flavor. Nice, nice flavor. Now I, you know, I just want to be able to, you know, share my knowledge what I've learned with, you know, consumers. You know, whether or not they buy our product or. You know, somebody else's product, that's really good. Uh, but the main thing is that they understand, you know, what these most important qualities are. What's good? Really what good. is good? How do you find that really good? <coughs> what is it? And it's definitely not um, fucking 38% THC on a label somewhere. And uh, it's gray. <laughs> well, I know. I just did it. I walked into Good Buds and I said, give me flavor. Don't tell me a number. Give me a And that's all I said. And and they're getting used to that. Those guys down there are really good. Sometimes bartenders are resistant to that shit. They'll be like, oh, well, this one's got like 32%. No, 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 no. I want the best tasting weed. Well, what what, what kind of high you want? Motherfucker, I said the best tasting. What is it? I mean, imagine walking into a, a bar and the most expensive bottle is Everclear. And, you know, just everybody's taking shots. The beer is the least popular <coughs> beverage because it doesn't have a high enough potency. Crazy. Oh, it's my and turn, isn't it? Yeah, totally. It's just not the, <coughs> the way, you know, most, <coughs> most consumer consumers behave. Most people behave. It's, uh, people have been, like, falsely trained somehow in this wrong narrative about quality. Really quickly, the minute, the minute that the state said... The way that we decide the pot is by numbers of THCs. The second that happened, it became the qualifying criterion. And whether or not people who know, because the state sure as fuck didn't know. I'm going to have to rehop for this rant. The state sure as fuck didn't know what they were what they were setting, what they were telling people to document. Because if they came to anybody growing weed for 50 fucking years before legalization, they would have talked to you about it. Either terpenes or <coughs> just strain and what soil. I would much rather know what the watering schedule was like for them flowers than what their THC numbers are. Yeah. You know, like I would much rather know that. Did you flush it? Yeah. How many weeks was the flush? Yes. Did did they get you know full light spectrum during the flush period or not? Did yeah. you did you trim that? Are they? El- you fucking don't even have to tell me what kind of lights you grew it under. Come on, like that's more important. Yeah, all that shit. That's Is it sunshine or LED? What are we doing? Like, yes. What am I getting into? Hybrid greenhouse. What is it? And then, meanwhile, a lot of the people doing those those like uh, complex indoor grows, which I'm. I mean, you guys can say whatever you want about indoor weed. I love indoor weed. <laughs> I love sun grown weed. I love both. But. Uh, <laughs> Folks with um, like LED setups and like crazy shit that they're doing to really push potency yeah. levels and push weird terpene productions just don't want anybody to know what the fuck they're doing either because they want to keep the the you know the, the mystery of it for its value too. So the horticultural side, yeah, and just saying I'm growing in the sunshine and I'm putting water on it <laughs> doesn't satisfy some. No. Sure, well, and, and I definitely appreciate the quality you can the quality control you get from indoors. Um, that being said, if you can achieve the same level of quality control outdoors, 
Your ceiling is just <coughs> overall much higher, in my opinion. Well, um, no, there's, there's, you could grow really good marijuana indoors. You could grow really good marijuana outdoors. <coughs> you could grow the best marijuana. It doesn't matter indoor and outdoors, and you could ruin it all in a dry or in a cure. Um, yeah, but there's you, so many factors. Said, all I'm getting at is there's yeah. just so <laughs> many factors involved in the quality of grow. Now, there is data. There's, there's actual data just yeah. in terpene production. Terpene ceiling is higher outdoors, right? Well, yeah. the key is spectrum. The key totally is the spectrum. Everyone, what are you trying to do? You're trying to reproduce <coughs> the spectrum of the sun, and you're trying to um, provide the plant through soilless media, is often indoors. Understood because of cleanliness and sanitation reasons, you got to do that. But in doing that, you now have to create somehow a good natural balanced rhizosphere for that plant to sit in and do its thing. So you've got a fake sun and a fake soil. It's we then apply science and we apply knowledge and we and we do this and and through that and through experimentation, the indoor growers. Um, really have developed some really, really solid, foundational, experiential-based knowledge that they've been working off of. No problem. Um, where am I getting to with this? Um, I don't know. That's where I'm, that's where I'm bringing you. So, um, it, what I'm getting at is it's not about indoor-outdoor. Right. It's about the protocol applied. Sure. Um, it's really about the grower. Um, or not the grower, the, the, the growers, because it takes more than one person on any farm to do it. Um, but there is a natural ceiling that's just higher outdoors. Yeah, and, and exactly. And part of the medium yeah. is the plant has yeah. to be more hardy yeah. to live outdoors. It's much more fragile indoors. <laughs> and it's as simple as, can it... Through its natural, <laughs> just the being that it is, can it develop a stronger profile? And outdoors, it essentially I, has to through the stressors. I just put myself in the plant's shoes and think, if I was a plant, would I like sunlight or LEDs? Would I like <coughs> fresh air or HVAC? And it's a no-brainer. As a plant, I'm going to prefer you know, a natural setting and environment and conditions to grow and thrive. Well, uh, I think... Mike hit it. It's the stressors. And one thing I'm learning here growing in the basin is uh, I'm really learning cannabis is more like the, the wine grape. Um, I don't think you want a beautifully perfect grow with this 70, 65 degrees. You, you, it needs to be hurt, pushed, stressed, poked, prodded by the environment, by bugs, without infestation, without destruction, without without true harm, but that is exactly the plant's physiological response is terpenes, plant alcohols, which each have their own positive effect for the plant. Now, we just happen to get a good effect off it, too, when we smoke it. But that's all there for the plant. And that's physiologically helping the plant push off pests, push off fungus, push off water, push everything off, and we just get the goodness out of that. Yeah, kind of like uh, we get that nice, really flavorful purple from the cold. Exactly. Yeah. Perfect example of the plant's reaction to stress that brings out that flavor, because with those colors come those flavors. 
pigments involved, terpenes. Dude, that thing. took me like 15 minutes to stop coughing. Oh my god, you're absolutely right. The like the purple is an easy way to illustrate it. Perfect um, example. Super super easy way, and that's that just helps clarify for people who may not understand. You know, and and, it, and if they didn't know too, it's not <coughs> just the color that comes out; it's also the flavor <coughs> in that cold. Yeah. Yes. <coughs> Terpenes are very volatile, and very fragile, and you know any amount of heat uh, often ca- cause them to volatize. Um, and uh, so, you know, we we take great pains to try to never apply heat, never expose our terpenes to heat and light. You know, we really try to preserve them, even with our extraction process. You know, with our low pressure CO two, or when we're doing a, a distillation at a high vacuum. You know, we're always keeping those terpenes uh, below the point of volatilization, unless that's. Uh, <coughs> Low pressure CO2 versus (coughs) (coughs) high pressure CO2. Yeah, Yeah. it's night and day difference, literally. Yeah, like that's just the the biggest differentiating factor right there. Yeah, is this is not something they've. This is distillate. This is a CO2 concentrate. Yes, this is a CO2 concentrate as well. And you can see clearly the difference between yeah. them. This one, you know, you know what I see? Their terpenes are all caked up into ballast, right? And uh, <coughs> yep. the slightest they, bit of green just with the degraded, coming through. They degraded their terpenes at high pressures. It, you know, ruins the flavor, ruins the color, and makes it uh, so it doesn't have a great viscosity for. Yeah, I happen to have a. Uh, that's the other. That's the <coughs> I other didn't thing. Touch because, this, so I was like, I wanted to compare because I know, you know, the very clear difference. That's another important thing to point out too. Uh, we're not using any cutting agent. You know, we're not using no. any god no PG or anything like that. I know a you lot know, of people who are using fractionated coconut oil. Nope. No, just just in our process. <coughs> we discussed it. Yeah, just in our process. <coughs> not to. You know, we we set. <coughs> we <didn't> like, <coughs> Sorry. No, no. You know, in our process, we sought to, you know, hit all those right parameters we're looking for without, uh, you know, any kind of cutting age. It wasn't even on the table, and that forced us to kind of narrow our focus and think outside the box and come up with different ways to approach getting that nice uh, viscosity and color and flavor without any cutting agents or flavor additives. Absolutely. Whole plant. Whole plant. Swap out for one of the charger here. Um, so what got you started in cannabis? Either one of you, who wants to, whoever wants to take that. How'd you actually start You got you got well, a, you got a great story. Well going back to going back to the first time uh you know, I got picked up for cannabis when I was a kid. I got picked up a couple times on the East Coast when I was a kid for cannabis. There were very uh, draconian rules back then. And, uh, you know, argued with the cop for, for hours about why cannabis should be legal. Then kind of began my career there as an activist. And then, uh, you know, fast forward, uh, you know, kept, you know, using cannabis for many years. It you know, helped me with my anxiety and insomnia so 
you know, for me, I didn't really know even what medical cannabis was at the time, but I knew it that was helpful and not harmful mm-hmm. and, and it didn't give me bad side effects. Um, and then, you know, I had the idea to to get involved in the, uh, do a medical edibles company in L.A. Uh, at the time, you know, I had more of a funny idea for a name than operational experience or business experience at all. It was a, I can't believe it's pop butter. <laughs> and so me and my buddy from college were like, we really wanted to go out and do this business called it. I can't believe it's pop butter. We've been talking about it for years. How'd it work? So, well, we moved out to L.A. the day Obama won the election. And start edibles coming. We did. We did really well uh, out there, uh, just by taking this disruptive approach of just being professional, and treating it like a real business, and having high standards. And then we found a lot of success by joining forces with all our competitors. Started the first uh, ever uh, infused product manufacturers trade association in California. It's called Capsky. And uh, we trade associations are hugely important for small business success. Well, it was huge at the time because there was no standards, no regulations. Uh, people did get sick from bad edibles back then. Yeah. And, you know, we were really worried about at the time the government not legalizing, allowing us to legalize, but cracking down. You know, Prop 19 just got shut down. So we all got together. We're like, the only way we're going to survive in this space is by creating professional standards everybody has to follow. So all the, you know, uh, uh, had like contacted all the best and most professional companies in the edibles medical edible space at the time in California. Yeah, we all got together and uh, you know demanded that like everybody in the group and all the stores implement you know uh, testing standards and labeling standards and you know you weren't allowed. Way to, to get that shit rolling, dude. Fuck yeah. yeah, way to make that shit fucking start happening because that's what it takes is ownership on the individual level to like say okay I'm going to commit. Some sliver of my very valuable time to making better for my peers and give it back and do whatever I can to build that framework, right? Well, well you know, but here's the thing. I was like a pioneer <coughs> in this space, right? As somebody who's been on the the gold rush, or the green rush, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, for, for a number of years, it's we've been, you know, kind of, it is the frontier. We're building the space on the go. And, you know, no man is an island out here. We got out, we're going to sink or swim together as an industry that's, that's still right. forming. We all got to get together and make it right. That's right. That's totally true. Um, and even, I mean, to some level, with my experience in other sectors of business, right, more traditional sectors, you mm-hmm. might say, uh, the industries that have small business dominance have got strong um, networks and organizations to help hold them together, to help them facilitate the doing of business that isn't their primary industrial concern. You know what I mean? There's so oh, much yeah. other shit you need to know as a small business owner that you had no idea you needed to, own, to to know, right? And so you either go buy those skills, go pay too much money for them, or find somebody else who's willing to give them to you for lesser cost. And trade associations help with that. Whereas the industries that do not have small business dominance, those industries that are dominated by corporations, they conglomerate all those smaller companies instead of the information being shared. It's just bought and then stolen by some big company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to see cannabis go that way. Oh, that's right. And, yeah. you know, that's that's the one the one thing. I mean, you know, so much of the Washington's regulation have, have been a challenge. And the one thing that's been like a, a curse and a blessing at the same time was the uh, residency requirement for uh, investors because... Yeah. You know, it did keep out public companies 
um, and you know people out of state at the same time. Uh, it's made it very hard to raise uh, investment capital too. That's all right. Those skills go pay too much money for. Involved in that, you know. Uh, so you know, one of the first ones involved, or the feds are going to bust us or something. So like, oh, I'll take a wait and see approach. That's it's like, well, you got a 30-day yeah. window to ne apply. Nevada had that issue too. Yeah. Um, where nobody wanted to be the first. Right? That was pretty solid, right? Way better than the fucking... I'm sorry, I... No, 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 don't be... I damn that so you like didn't that. have to. That thing just... Yeah. And and I, you said I, that's a double purge? That was double purged. <coughs> what did like they do like wrong? That. What did they do wrong? Well, it's bubbling like that. I don't know. That means they left water in. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, if it's straight CO2, that's It should bad. be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I but mean, it was just CO2. Burge is poorly done. They tried to do it all high stress and fucking real quick. Just and it push it through. Yep. <sighs> so, yeah. I well, dab that so you don't have to. You took one for the team, my friend. Thank you. I'm yeah. fortunate that you had yeah. to hit that. I didn't know it was going to be that bad. I knew they were like, whoa... That, by the way, is actually retail. Out, like, out the door, out the door. Really? Yeah. That came, that came through the market space, bro. That's a shame. Right? We've seen that ever since the beginning of this market. There's always people who try to get in. They think they're going to just make gobs of money by just putting anything out there. They don't care about the quality. They don't care about the testing. They don't care about anything. And that's the result. Well, there you have it. Businesses can grow. People can develop, right? Small business owners yes. can get, get stronger at their skill set. But there are some mindsets, and that's probably getting close to dabbable. There are some mindsets, uh, if you like, to uh, um, uh, that just don't care. There's not a dab on them. Lurp up a little bit. Ah, wheel table. Sorry, but there are I mindsets where, where they are unwilling to make changes to try and grow and develop. They want to go in, scoop out whatever they can with their shit tactics, and then step away from it with whatever they've got. And Churn and burn. I, I'm trying to trying to not. I'm trying to not see that happen in an industry I love. And I love it because it's going to be so fucking important to the humanity's future. I really think that. I think that if we can't get weed legalized throughout all of the world, then we're not going to be able to like take the next steps in the journey of humanity. As fucking weird and hippie as that sounds, whether that means we can't fucking build a space station or an intergalactic fucking space liner until we understand how to fucking accept a goddamn plant that's good for you. Well, yeah. yeah so next next up is we got to grow on the space station, the zero G. Zero G, yeah, yeah. exactly. The zero ponics. Yeah. Well, this is the interesting thing. Yeah, I don't zero, claim, zero ponics. I don't claim to know a lot about it. I know enough to get myself in trouble with whatever I may say. Because I do speak in ignorance, but there's, we know there's the endocannabinoid system. Within the body, they're starting to make connections with, this ain't me talking, Alzheimer's. They're starting to make oh, connections yeah. with fibromyalgia. They're starting to make connections with Crohn's disease. That all these things that they didn't understand the connection to the human body, they just seem to appear out of nowhere. MS. Oh, it just comes out of nowhere. It's the genes. Now they're starting to see connections. And... 
this is a question. We know that the, the reaction between a, an occasional smoker and a what they call a chronic smoker, more than three times a week, is considered a chronic wow. smoker. More than three times a day? <laughs> That's a <laughs> more than three times a session. <laughs> <laughs> there's a physio. There's a different response physiologically in the person who consumes cannabis, THC, and its entourage. It's nice, yeah. And it's mostly positive. They never made this connection. So what am I getting at? You talked about this next step hippy-dippy thing, but it's really not. The more we learn about ourselves and the more we develop instruments that can now discover things within us like the endocannabinoid system, which we didn't even know existed 30, 40 years ago because we couldn't see it. But guess what? It's there. So who knows what that's going to lead to? Maybe the evolution is as simple as, wow, we figured out how to solve Alzheimer's. That's a big change. I'll call it evolution because <coughs> that's a change that we don't have right now. It's cancer, Speaking of cancer, Parkinson's, Crohn's disease. I mean, Crohn's. Crohn's disease is fucking cured oh, by no, cancer. No. Cured by cancer. Or cured by cancer. Cured by, um, by, by yes. cannabis. Yes, and so is. is cancer. Yes, that's sir. what the sentence was supposed yes. to sound like. Um, but you can assuredly like medicine has come out and said that if you have oral dosage of you know a full plant extract 90 to 120 days is all it takes and Crohn's is cured with no Gone remission forever. Gone. no remission that's incredible no remission yeah, like, and that's a disease that fucks you up the, I mean the, you basically shit yourself to death the studies they've done uh, on cancer and like in combination especially with uh, radiation on uh, brain cancer, it's been amazing. Uh, as right. well as even more anecdotal evidence I've heard from lots of people. Uh, that Millions of people have yeah. been have had their lives saved by cancer. Yeah. Like, oh my God, cannabis from cancer. Why am I? The sense I fucking whenever cancer comes up, actually, I get a little dumbfounded. I lost a lot of family members. So honestly, just talking about how cannabis cures cancer kills me because it killed so many people in my family. And so I get emotionally flustered and stop speaking clearly because none of them, I was I was in like eighth grade arguing for my ability to deliver a report on how cannabis can cure cancer. And my grandmother died from cancer that year and they didn't even let me like give the report that was well-researched for a fucking 14 year old 14 year old pothead at that <laughs> you know um, so yeah that's right that's where the, the weird uh, why I'm not able to fucking get the damn sentence out just emotionally flustered there um, by the topic but cannabis really does change lives and because some people were willing to talk about it there's more lives being saved on the daily and like you guys are in a gray market still it's a strange place when you zoom out from Washington look at the greater United States, it's still a really potentially, you know, hazardous place to exist in. Oh, you guys are on a mission, obviously. You're you know, doing luckily, really well. Luckily, luckily the, the will of the people and the momentum and and the, the just is on the side yes. of uh, legal cannabis. And you see that in even, you know, uh, ardent anti-cannabis activists like Jeff Sessions being unable to crack down on uh, legal cannabis. Right. Uh, he's been you know, 
Attorney General of the United down, States. Every, every, I mean, come on. Completely ineffectual. I mean, they've actually had Which a, is good. Had he a just, harder he time. Just admitted, he just admitted under uh, questioning uh, in Congress the other day that they're just going to uh, just continue to leave the coal memo in effect and not uh, you know, instigate a greater yeah. crackdown. Of course, Jeez, of course if, like, you know, the Trump administration is capable of anything, that would be a huge distraction. So, you know... Right. Uh, uh, no, you know, but there's there's other things that they can use to distract us. They can just fucking bomb <laughs> some useless place to them. It would be too that unpopular would ruin this everybody point because else. really, it's yeah, really, America is not red or blue; it's green. Because you know, the majority of all Americans love cannabis. Can or, you imagine every? The, what are they doing cannabis. to the legal weed? What are they doing? Get out of there, Trumpers! Oh, like. I elected you so you could get rid of the, drain the swamp, not drain the plants. Cannabis, cannabis is more it's, it's more popular than either candidate they ran for president. Uh, when Cannabis is more popular than ice cream. When Prop 19 <laughs> lost... Right up there, without a doubt. When Prop 19 lost in California, still got more votes than Meg Whitman, who is the Republican candidate for governor. That says something. Yeah. It does. It does. I totally wrapped it up. No way, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, nice. Well, this was a great visit. This was fun. So you come by. Thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. You guys are just welcome to this hall. Let me just wander around and say whatever I wanted to see and talk to other people while they're working. Thank you very much. Thank you for the time you guys spent sharing your stories, your backgrounds, your, your kind of viewpoints. I, I appreciate so much more what you're doing. I really do. And hell yeah, Chong's Choice, Chong's Choice Vapes, Tommy Chong's Choice, they're delicious. Actually, hey, um, the Dirty Girl, where we, yeah, was where we were on. I, I was like floored by the flavor profile, man. I can't wait to get up on that jelly bean That's too. Yeah, it's amazing. Glad you enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. That's where it was. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> every day.